Include like the second half of the movie when things really start to like spiral and crash. So I was like, what are they gonna do? Are they just gonna make this movie look really fun in the trailer? And you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna see a bunch of people get fucked up. And then you go into the theater, you're like, oh no, nah, fuck. Oh no, <laughs> consequences. The producers would not have let that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they want they want people to see the movie. Come on. Right. <laughs> well, this is movie night drunk stravaganza. Um, I am. <laughs> I am here with, I'm not even drinking, and I already made that joke. <laughs> I am Horace Miller, now banned from Twitter. Um, that's what I'm going to go introducing myself as from the, from now on, yes. You have to change your name now to Never Flacco. <laughs> um, your handle there is off. Yeah, true. Actually, I should, I mean, no. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Who's Never Flacco? I don't know who that is. I'm not evading a ban. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> off to a great start here. Uh I'm here with Jay Andrew World, artist, illustrator, um, you know, uh, Ben Burgess collaborator, um, you know, uh, cover cover illustrator for books, everything, you know, there's a whole list of different uh, artistic visions, I think, artistic skills that you have. Yeah, yeah, usually 2D though, um, although I have dabbled in 3D stuff, um, but yes, I, I, I am quite artistic. Did you make the, art, wait, did you say artistic? Yes. All right. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you make the uh, the plastic gun that she never go, never go with? full artist? <laughs> <laughs> also joined Protonic Reversal host. Uh, you know, Kona Neutron, the Secret Friends, new project out. Um, 
on uh on Bandcamp. Uh, you know, all 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 kinds of things. I didn't write notes for today, so it's I'm, it's called Action Chief, and Alan Parsons has projects. Kona Neutron has bands. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll leave for 2022. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just want to say this is one of my favorite movies of the year that it came out. And although it did get some uh, nice Oscar wins, wildly underrated, especially American audiences. But don't worry, because they're making an American version, and that's bound to be terrible. Yeah, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, what? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why not just have Mads Mikkelsen? He's got an American appeal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It makes no sense. He's, he's, he's always a bad guy, though. Like, like you know, what's he going to do? Like, <sighs> you can't drink the alcohol. Like, like, Let's just be glad it's not Will Ferrell. And do we honestly believe that? Uh, do we honestly believe that Leonardo DiCaprio would say no to alcohol at any point? I don't think that's true. Well, hey, if that's your metric, but uh, but yeah, not not to immediately like dive right into it. But I, as much as I love this movie, I was so sad when I when I found out. I was like, oh, that's that's such a bummer to me because I I, th- I thought this movie was really great, and I think one of the reasons why it is really great is because of the, the unique cultural uh, relationship with drinking uh, yeah. that comes out of it. And, and it's it's one of the reasons why it works. And I don't think it I don't think it'll translate to a US uh remake. Yeah, and swimming all. in the fjords. I mean, like like where the hell are they gonna film it where that's believable? Exactly. Alaska. The intercoastal waterway. I was gonna stay in the backyard where uh where Sarah Palin sees Russia from. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, I thought this was a wildly underrated film somehow, even though it uh, won an Oscar for I I forgot. I forgot what a one four. I think but, I think international like right. You, you know what? Yeah, it, it got <laughs> which is like the participation trophy of the Oscars, pretty much. But uh, yeah, like it's uh, it, it should have been nominated for 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 best picture. Uh, frankly, I, I feel but the I, one time they tried to dabble in in a movie that wasn't made in the United States, obviously, was Parasite getting uh, yeah. like the the best uh, best director and best like movie or whatever. And Trump, if you remember, got so pissed off about that, and I feel like the the backlash from that, they're like, maybe let's not give. Uh, you know, put movies like international movies onto that list. For Sunset a while. Boulevard. <laughs> Whatever happened to Gone with the Wind? Uh, but of course, we uh, are at nine minutes for our first uh, Forrest Trump impression. Just mark <laughs> mark the time. That was pretty good. That was quite a while. Yeah, I uh, I'm learning I'm learning discipline slowly. Not enough to not get banned. Not on Twitter, you're not. <laughs> of course, also joined by Christina. <laughs> Christina Oaks. I'm Christina on Twitch and on Patreon. Uh, you can find her making videos, making content, reacting to stuff. And, yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I, I gotta put this on. I gotta clip this from my Twitch stream from last night. But I read the entire Rolling Stone article to the shocking revelation that Restore the Snyderverse was mostly fake. Yeah. So, wow. so you're telling me it's like the Kive? Yeah. Hey, no, no, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. They're going to come for the stream now. They got me banned yeah, on Twitter. It's like, it's like hey. Candyman. Can't say it more than too many times in the FBI. But of course, we're uh, we're really bearing the lead here. Uh, you know, yes. it's the return of our champion, Matthew Film Guy, you know, contributor on Majority Report, uh, editor of Black Bear, um, you know, has a film class uh, all over Letterboxd. Sometimes we agree with him on this podcast on Letterboxd. Sometimes we don't. It's always interesting. Uh, how's it going, buddy? It's going well. Really great to be back with you guys. Uh, looking forward to a wonderful and rewarding investigation of this real Cheers. recent masterpiece. 
One of my other favorites of that year was actually Black Bear too, which I'm gonna I'm gonna mention pretty much every time I can. You're really nursing that bottle of Firefly, huh? By the way, you know. We have to talk about drinking when talking to film about drinking. What was the one from his birthday? Yeah. We all made oh, was it? About. Wow. Yeah. Which I had like one shot before that, and then I drank <laughs> most of it on my birthday. What is that exactly? Fireflies? It's sort of spiced um, whiskey. Is a TV show? Ooh. Nathan Fillion was in it. It was a really uh, <laughs> sci-fi show. <laughs> it's unfortunately it's uh, vodka with natural flavors. Oh, okay. And what are those natural flavors? I don't know. They're Arizona not. Iced tea. They almost cover up that that uh, vodka aftertaste. So you know. It's, it's literally like Arizona sweet tea. I've had it before. It's like Arizona sweet tea uh, flavored. <laughs> flavored like Arizona tea. sweet V, am I right? Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, certainly it is a big step above bacon vodka. I can tell you that for, for certain. Uh, you may find videos on my Facebook of me, uh, and I think are on YouTube too, uh, of me partaking of uh, bacon vodka, which uh, uh, surprise to nobody, it tastes like salt. I should have committed to the bit and pretended I had snorted the alcohol before this because <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about that bit. Uh, yeah, whatever so. that, whatever that super fancy deep frozen um, vodka that they drink at the dinner that looks that made it look like I have to yeah. have some of that at some point. But it looks very glamorous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. very glamorous. Yeah, and they go to Smirnoffs, which is you know <laughs> fine, <laughs> slightly less glamorous, but not. is it though, or is it rubbing alcohol? Oh. <laughs> Drink that so, moonshine. It's so I, I, I have a place to start this with, though. Uh, I guess the theory that they have. Oh, we didn't right? start. Okay. <laughs> gonna say, oh, good. None of that was on air. Huh? All right. Good. <laughs> no, to start the, that the, was the, terrible. Yeah. Well, again. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Night Extravaganza. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, their, uh, you know, their theory obviously is is um, point point oh five percent alcohol. You're like your your body is born with uh, a. You know, not enough alcohol, I guess, like a, a an absence of it, which, I mean, I'll, I'll go with that theory. But I guess that's a real theory. By <laughs> Tell that to people who can't eat anything with bread in it, like any yeast. Did you ever hear about the people who get drunk from, like, intaking yeast? Like, their body breaks it down in the way that it, like, breaks down alcohol. And so people mm. who seem to be drunk are not actually drunk from alcohol. It's just they can't have, like, bread. Yeah, is that is that a thing, or is that somebody covering up their drinking problem by being like, "No, it's it's oh, a no, wonder bread." No, it's a sourdough. Okay, <laughs> it's a condition. It's it's kind of like I'm like, oh man. Are those people cursed, or are they lucky? Exactly. Yeah, that's a good. question. I think making oh, fun of my, subway, making Life's fun a lot of my cheaper. drinking, making fun of my drinking is ableist because this is a dietary condition. So. Hey, no carbs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go what, what's this for us what are we looking at oh we, so, so we have here? On, a, on a real theory and this is the guy from tiff uh interviewing um the director and mads about the theory yeah. um, i think that guy likes osmani sembene but go on <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the same uh this is the same guy that interviewed the beetlejuice cast when we watched that one and yeah i was, was gonna say this dude we've we've seen this this guy ah, uh, ah. before I'd like this. Sure. I'd like. I'd like the show to get to the point where everybody that does film interviews were like, "Oh, I know that guy. That guy's from this place." Like, <laughs> so it's Vandenberg and uh, who's the director and uh, Matt. Okay, let's roll it. With, um, I just had to look at my own country. We, we drink a lot mm. in Denmark, but still, we talk a lot about health and about um, you know a reasonable, well-behaved life. 
So there's sort of a gap between our behavior and our um, wishful thinking of our behavior. But then I came across this theory from a Scandinavian philosopher, thinker, who said that human being was born with a lack of a little bit of alcohol in the blood. So this theory is real. This is a, a genuine philosopher. It is actually. It's it's a theory that it's a theory that that it, that comes from a man who actually claims this and protects this idea that if you've been drinking a little bit, your mind opens up. Mm. You, you don't look back. You come. You become more receptive to other people. You become more creative. And, and he points at, at, at big, well, we all point at big elements in, in world history. We are, we've been discussing if Churchill was a little bit drunk when he decided to send 250,000 civilians into war. We know that he was, he was a little bit drunk every day, so there's a good chance that he was drunk at that moment as well. I heard he drank a bottle of dinner every day. What if he was not drunk? Would he have done the same thing, which was a crazy thing to do, which changed world history? And again, what if Adolf Hitler had been a little bit pissed? Would he have won? <laughs> right. Okay. There you go. Nervous, nervous laughter for drunk Hitler. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it plays over great in the classroom. I think that's one of the most like successful scenes in the movie, like where you you kind of see him starting to like get his stride for it, where he's making a perfectly valid point that like anyone that pays any attention to history, not the History Channel, history, uh, would know Wait, those. What? There's a difference. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know, like, didn't discover everything. Didn't. But, he, <laughs> but the whole conceit. <laughs> the whole conceit of it is that it makes them you know more more relaxed, charismatic, and better teachers, better at their job. Like that's the theory, right? So you get to kind of see it in action. I think you uh, ultimately see everyone sort of take on it. But I think, of course, with Mad's character, it's probably the most pronounced. And the fact that like he actually becomes like he gets out of his head just enough that he becomes actually really fantastic as a teacher, and the kids actually get it and becomes beloved because of it. Well. As of as the only woman on this panel, are you guys familiar with the different archetypes of a drunk female? No. Well, I, I don't. Mean, yes, I don't want to. You have the happy drunk, the sad drunk, the ang the angry drunk, the girl who turns into a stripper drunk, the roller coaster <laughs> drunk. Like, there's so many out there. These are all sitcom tropes. These are like sitcom. No, nope, nope. If you come from an alcoholic family, you 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 yeah. experience those tropes firsthand. From relatives. Yeah, this isn't a How I Met Your Mother episode. No, but I mean, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, the archetype version of it, right? Like, the, I, I think. I, I thought you were going to say the, the distrained credulity to believe that Matt Smickelson's a teacher that people wouldn't pay attention to because he's a handsome fella. <laughs> I mean, that too, but, you know. When he's in his dour mode at the beginning, he does a very convincing job of uh, displaying a kind of checked out, depressed teacher that you wouldn't want to listen to. So that speaks to his acting chops. And everybody kind of seems that way that he like encounters, right? Like in the beginning, at least, like it seems like his friend is um, like Tommy, I guess, is the is the friend that's the gym teacher. And he's like divorced and his wife or girlfriend or whatever has left him. And they talk about that. And um, the other guy, obviously, uh, Nikolaj, um, <laughs> when when they go to dinner for his birthday, he's talking about how like the babies piss on him and stuff. And honestly, one of the funniest, 
One of the funniest uh, lines in the whole movie is at the end where he's like, well, you know, uh, everything's gotten better since I stopped pissing the bed or whatever every night. Like, my family likes me again. Um, and they say like, it's the little things that make a big difference. But his, his wife seems checked out. His kids kind of seem checked out when he walks in and he's like, oh, I'm leaving for the night or something. They kind of aren't really paying attention to it. We don't care. Yeah. yeah. Do whatever you want. His students seem checked out. Like everybody involved in this kind of seems checked out. And um, I mean, I wonder if that is a thing about like making commentary on kind of Scandinavia. And I mean, the world in general, but like uh, this kind of like it's kind of an uneventful um, or at least portrayed in our media and stuff. It's kind of uneventful and like more of a quaint culture, I think, than our uh, something's always going on. Someone's always getting shot. There's always mur- like, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like maybe in this kind of um, late time in, in history, I guess, uh it's like things are just going and going and going. And we saw that with, uh, we were talking about time bandits the other night, right? Like we, we, um, we saw that in that movie too, with the family kind of just, um, sitting around, like watching TV zoned out. Oh, sure. And like, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, probably I the first time those movies have been the same sentence for uh, ever, <laughs> I would say, but yeah. Yeah. Like, like th- that disconnection, but it's not even this disconnection. It's like, I think you hit on an important point that it's, it's a, quieter country right like like when he when he in this history class right he's talking about of course churchill like fdr hitler etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean the one thing i was like noticeable is like is is like where are all the like the local figures of history well it's not as exciting it's not as, it's not going to catch the attention in the same way and you know that's the thing that like a lot of the the nordic countries have struggled with in recent years and why it's interesting where like things like netflix have like tried to like bring some of their more interesting exports to American audiences and things along those lines. Cause that's, that's a, that's a pretty big change, you know, outside of things like obviously like Ingmar Bergman's like the master, right? Like, you know, you have like, uh, like notable exceptions and actually I think Vinterberg's great. I mean, the hunt is amazing. I think it's a fucking fantastic film. Um, but ultimately it's a quieter type of country. And, and, and by the way, if, if the exchange is shootings every day, or like maybe like you know life is less a little less interesting. I'll take the life is a little less interesting. Thank oh you. yeah, for sure. I'm I'm just saying like when when making commentary about everybody kind of being in the state of like checked out depression, and yeah. um, but I mean it is really notable that in the first scene, right? They managed to uh, hug the cop and then handcuff his hand to the rail. And in my head while I'm watching that, I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't happen here. The cop would just whip out a gun in the middle of that subway and be like, fucking untie me. You'd have to have a Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> somebody I was watching somebody that parodied that the other day. Uh, oh, the boys, the boys parodied that where they had eight oh, track yeah. walk up with the energy right. drink and hand it to the yep. cops. Um, but no, but like, I don't know, like the cop was just like, like, kind of like, oh, please, please untie me, please untie me, like <laughs> trying to get out of the thing. Like, no, that cop would be killing somebody at that moment in America, like, that's. An unheard of, uh, yeah, and you know, Denmark is one of the happiest places to live. Unless you're mad. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. But yeah, I mean, I, and I think that it does speak to like where you can kind of come up with the philosophy like, well, people need to be more uh, gregarious, I guess, right? Like more socially um, inebriated. They need to be more, uh, you know, social. And it's like, well, you know, that's where I guess that theory comes from. We're born with it, which I mean, obviously scientifically doesn't pan out, but like, oh, well, humans should just have a little bit of alcohol in them at all times. Makes you more free spirited and like, um, more uh, socially aware, I guess, and not not so. Um, and buzz. Dour. It, it kind of reminded me a bit of um, that Dave Chappelle pop movie. Um, the one Half where baked. they're stoned. Half baked. There we go. The one yeah. where they're stoned. 
Right, that one. <laughs> Sorry to limit it down so much. You know, it was one where there's stone. Upset about pronouns. You know, the pot movie, the one where there's stone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with Dave okay. Chappelle, like he's done what one. So anyway, <laughs> but, but no, the, what I was uh, getting at is, is uh, you know, it just the theory reminded me very much of like, oh, you know, pot's natural. So you got to drink pot. Yeah, don't drink pot. You got to drink pot. You can pot it up on weed over here. Here, I thought I was going to be the most uh, out of it, out of everybody today. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, the uh, the John Stewart uh, thing in there where he's he's in one room thinking about how to, um, well, he's in one room in that movie thinking about how to like connect with his son, and his son's in the other room smoking weed and like thinking about like whatever else like they delivered to both of them like i i do see i guess that similarity but this movie seems a lot more um good Grounded. yeah <laughs> yeah you think you know, maybe choose the parlance of our times good <laughs> um no but like i i just i think it's an interesting philosophy and i think that the drinking culture i mean this is the second clip from right well, after this yeah because it, it wouldn't work so it well, let's put it this way it will not work when they attempt to remake it it's not going to work in the same way because there's not the same relationship to alcohol culturally Oh, our yeah. alcohol is not only abhorrent, it's violent, it's uh, yeah. destructive. It's a big thing, obviously, where he wakes up and the dog's licking his face, which is kind of a cute scene. He wakes up with a cut and the dog's yeah. like, kind of licking Speaking it. of, uh, like, difference in culture, Denmark has some of the highest rates of teenage drinking in the world. Well, what else are you going to do there, I think? I mean, that that is a thing. No, I'm, yeah. I'm serious about that. Like, you see that with, you see that with, like, upstate towns in New York, right? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of drinking there. I mean, there's a lot of drinking everywhere, but like, like when, when you're kind of isolated, drinking over there, and they're trying to raise the the age to like 16 or 18, and I'm like, no, Denmark, you're one of the happiest places in the world. Don't. Because of that, because your kids are drunk, and nobody is. <laughs> and they got there's that no, free uh, health. They got that good healthcare too. If something were to happen, so yeah. There's no there's no critical race theory because no one can remember. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> because there's no black people. Well, there's, there's that, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but, there was that one extra. <laughs> it's the movie. Be the shirtless. But uh, but yeah. So so this is a, this is a clip where they're discussing uh, drinking culture, um, and it, I think it's actually a really funny clip. He tells the story about his grandmother and the lake run. I think it's his grand. I don't know. But uh, I, sometimes it's hard to understand the accent. But what's your film? But I think I can answer it. Yeah. Um, I, I can make a comparison, you know, if you, if you work in France and you have lunch, you have a, a, a three-set meal, and then you have a, a really nice bottle of red wine on the table, and everybody drinks a glass of wine, and everybody's happy and go back to work. Mm. If there were bottles of wine in Denmark, people would stay until all the alcohol was gone. <laughs> it's, it's a very different approach. Um, and and we, we compared stories the other day from our childhood when we were young, how we were introduced to alcohol. And it is it's, it's quite brutal for, for American or Canadian. I think it would be brutal for stories, the, the way we, we, uh, we embrace alcohol in a very different manner. Mm-hmm. I had a guest in my country. Uh, she's called Jane Anderson. She's a wonderful writer. She, she wrote The Wife, and she stayed with, with me for a couple of weeks in Copenhagen. And one day she asked my daughter, so, Nana, what are you going to do today? And my, my daughter, who at this 
point in time was, you know, 65 kilos, including her school bag. <laughs> she said, well, I'm going to do the lake run. And, and Jane said, well, so what's the lake run? Well, we have to run around the lake and empty a box of beer on time. Yes. And Jane looks at me and she's like, when is this guy going to interfere? Right. And, and I, I was just laughing a little bit. And she's, she said, aren't you going to get sick, Nana? And Nana said, yes, but if we vomit in sync, time will be deducted. And Jane was very, very uh, frightened. It, it sounds insane. And then she said, what, what, about, what about the police? She said, since I didn't do anything. And then Nana said, oh, but the teachers are there. <laughs> and, so, and then, you know, and, and suddenly I was realizing there's something in this country which is, which is rather unique. And, uh, but then again, usage of alcohol is... It's universal, uh, but the, it's socially accepted everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's in different, in different ways. Uh, obviously, uh, culturally, it's in different ways. You go to Japan, it's a different story. There's a hierarchy as well where you, if you go to a business meeting, you have to drink as much as your boss. And if your boss happens to be a guy or a girl who's a very good drinker, you're in trouble, right? So there are different cultures when it comes to alcohol. And, and art is unique in its own way. But Cameron, this film is not only about alcohol. This film is about being alive. Mm -hmm. This is about being awakened when you're sort of dwelling through your midlife crisis. Or mm -hmm. in, in that is very key. And that's one of the reasons why I love the movie. And I think it's, it's something where whether it's like middle-aged mediocrity that, that you're referring to or people just being able to get enough outside of themselves to realize that, you know, maybe life isn't exactly what they thought it was. Or it didn't have to be what it is. It's, I think that's the more poignant aspects of this film. Well, maybe it will work with Leonardo DiCaprio. He just... <laughs> uh, on that score, uh, do you guys mind if I just briefly read my little short uh, review that I wrote on Letterboxd after I watched this the first time last year? Yeah, for sure. That, and I think that's a really important place the conversation should go, not just about the alcohol per se, but yeah, or how what much is, what a kilo is in pounds. Yeah, no, we don't which I looked it up by the way. If you're wondering, it's 143. I wasn't. Okay, I wasn't. But, uh, <laughs> Nobody was wondering that. But thank you, clear, but thank, thank you, thank you for. Um, and and I also have the like after you after you read this, I also have where they delve more into this, so we can that that can we can extend the conversation to that too. So I'm awesome. Uh, excited uh, to hear this. I wrote. Holy shit, that was awesome. The kind of film that honestly makes you just happy to be alive, knowing you're fallible and weak, knowing you will fuck up, but that those things don't have to be a living death sentence. Sweet, but unsentimental, serious without being morose, and funny as hell without being cheap, and an ending that has one foot in the ecstatic and the other in the delightful bliss of oblivion. Wow. A modern antidote to a plethora of modern diseases of the soul. Thank you, Thomas Wittenberg. You finally got to make your The Idiots and practically did your buddy Lars one better by making yours more subtle. Oh, and to alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched it again today uh, in parts, and uh, I don't think I feel any differently. I think, if anything, the fact yeah. that I was able to be moved and so just uh, totally affected again, even knowing where it was going. Uh, I think speaks to just how amazing and what a rare accomplishment this movie is, that it takes a kind of high concept, wacky sort of midlife crisis movie 
and make something I think uh, that counts as serious art that isn't giving you a cheap answer. Alcohol is good. Alcohol right. is bad. Exactly. You know, uh, you, you're you're wasting your life. You didn't waste your life. Youth, you know, uh, maturity. It, it it binds those things all together and does not give you a, a simple answer. And yet that dance at the end, which I don't want to spoil anybody, but that moment at the end is one of the most ecstatic moments in any film and it could just tip on the side of like too happy and then he he dives and you get this implication that oh well maybe it's is it is it oblivion is he celebrating or is he annihilating himself and in a way when you drink that's what you're doing both times yeah it's asking the ego to be sure i mean like but you know it uh it takes you through the full uh spectrum and i think you need the full spectrum of emotionality um to like to live in the world right like you need the full spectrum of uh, like the moment where he uh confronts his wife and you you can tell that it's something that's been coming for um like and and it's violent and it's angry but like the moment he confronts his wife and and hits the table and you know says are you seeing somebody else you can tell that that's a conversation that's been building for years you know what i mean like it's something he suspected and he's so uh depressed i think and, and out of it at the beginning of the movie like it's almost like he doesn't even care that that might be going on and like that cathartic release as uh rage filled and as um i think uh you know violent in that moment as it is um on top of kind of you know the the point about excess and not going over the top and there's the moment where you know he's he's like well i want to keep going higher and higher which it's not a thing you should do <laughs> if, if somebody's working like yeah. that like... <laughs> high love. but you, you can kind of tell that each of the like each of these states that he's in is is offering a different um, mental point for him and offering a different uh, I guess um, moment of the soul and 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 enlightening him and kind of um, moving him through this process of once again being alive. Where at the beginning of the movie it doesn't feel like he is right like it feels well, like he's a dead man walking because he has to sort of annihilate himself to a certain degree to like be able to find the capacity for something greater whether it's greatness or not is to be determined but, well, like, it's, there is- well it's sort of uh, i don't know if you want to call it like oxymoronic in a way because he he is walking through life numb and and dead and cut right. off all through the normal days where i guess he's i don't know maybe you could assume he's having the normal kind of drinking but he's at the dinner just drinking the water no i'm driving so it's a weird uh you know opposite reaction that numbing himself you know what because what are you numbing you said the ego right you're numbing that sort of voice that judgmental feeling that kind of a limiting sense of like i'm not good enough and so on that when that's out of the way you are actually enlivening yourself so it is numbing one part but since his normal everyday life was to be completely numb that actually has a reverse right. effect reverse of, of, of freeing him now the movie isn't so simplistic that it's just like there you go everybody just yeah. drink enough alcohol so it plays with that that peak you know and they get to that that scene that meters uh scene which is i think yeah. maybe the most incredible moment uh, for them right like it's working the best they're playing music they're being friends they're they're sort of being joyful and youthful and in, in a way that we saw the sort of kids being before but then right after that they go shopping which you get a little bit of drunk, <laughs> drunk humor you gotta get right. the cod, man. You gotta get that yeah. fresh cod. It was mentioned like it, seventeen it times. Starts to slip, fresh, right? They, they, fresh they cod. go into the uh, the actual uh, lake or the fjord. Yeah, or, we'll just catch our own. It's yeah. easy. And then, right then, the next then the next scene after that is peeing in the bed where the the first woman leaves her, her husband, right? And you're yeah. pissing in the bed. And the next scene is the one that you drew attention to the. 
the violent outburst where she basically confesses to having an affair and, and he, he storms out and uh, winds up, you know, getting licked by the dog on the on the curb afterwards. So and that's the one. Also, we haven't talked about the great use of text on screen. We've seen a million different yeah. ways that's been used or tried to be portrayed. But it's so great to me, just black. And Wait, I think those scenes are reversed. I think the whole thing is that he had woken up with the dog licking his head uh, before that. And that was when they brought him inside. And then that's when the, the confrontation with his wife came because there was no right. uh, moment where there, it was kind of coming to a head until that point, which, I mean, you could kind of see coming from a mile away as soon as he's like, oh, I guess I'm going to pick the drink up and drink with you guys. And it's like, oh, no, this is you were almost out the door, dude. Like. <laughs> But I, I kind of had that, I've, I've kind of gone through some of this um, kind of, I guess, uh, soul searching myself at times. Because, um, <laughs> no, but like being someone who has like a pretty bad anxiety disorder, um, realizing that not all anxiety is bad for you, right? Like there's a voice in your head that's like, oh, well, maybe don't do this thing or maybe don't do that thing. And, and at times that holds you back and makes it so that, you know, you don't make decisions that you wanted to make or that you don't want, like, like you don't make decisions you really felt like you should, or you don't, um, uh, you know, you, like social interactions, right? Like you'd rather stay home than actually socialize or there's, and then something happens. You're like, wow, that, like that voice in my head that was saying like, hey, this is something to be anxious about. Like, you know, held me back from something that was important. But then at the same time, if you drink or you do like uh, any kind of like anxiety kind of prescription thing or whatever, like that voice completely goes away at some point. And, and that's not a good thing either because that voice is saying, Hey, maybe don't, you know, maybe don't punch that guy that's bigger than you. Yeah, it's a safety valve. It's literally a safety valve, but it isn't necessarily like always the case. Like a lot of times, like, you know, certain feelings and uh, direction taken from, learn training uh from, from being a human uh can not necessarily be the correct choice of action too and so the yeah. idea being that again and i go back at the annihilation of self right like taking away taking away the ego and taking away like there's critical thinking and there's self-control and and there's like examining a situation and coming to a conclusion and then there's overthinking and let's be clear that one of the problems of our times is as people, we're presented with so much information and so much connection, good, bad, and indifferent, all the time, that we are bred to overthink now. So therefore, I think that this is a Wait a minute, uniquely... wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> In I a totally, certain very specific way. I totally way. agree with that. No, I totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> In a certain specific way. Like, I mean, believe me, there's some people that need to think a little harder. But, uh, you know, like... Ultimately, what I like about it, too, is that it doesn't try to retread like a, you know, a great film like, you know, Virginia Wolf or uh, or Barfly or even like Animal House or something. Right. Where where it, it's All just doing movies like I really like. But yes, I, I do as well. But I like that it doesn't try to do any of those things because he presents it as as a fully a fully formed experience with with the good and the bad and without judgment. Like the, the th reason why this this remake is going to be terrible. Is because there's going to be some moralizing, oh, yeah. judgy nonsense. Hollywood cannot abide by not judging a bad thing. Oh, this it's bad behavior. It's right, make, exactly. It's going to make drinking out to be a bad thing, and I'm against that. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's just... Cheers. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Hey, I'll drink to that. You know, but... but the thing that is so astounding is it doesn't shy away from the negative attributes at all. Again, like we talk about like the ad campaign, like look at the American poster, which is, which is, you know, Matt, the, the, champagne, the ad oh. campaign, like where yeah, he's yeah. got like the, the, the he's got the yeah. champagne going. It's like, Hey, good time party, everybody. Right. And then you have, uh, uh, sorry, that's the, 
that's the Danish poster. And then the American poster is, is like, that was all we had for the show table. tonight, but okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but it's, but it's both like, it's a, why not yes. both not gif? Exactly. It's both. And uh, America doesn't do both too well. No, 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 no. Well, when, when, when we America, do both, doing everything in extremes, when we, yeah, when we do both, it's both ends of the spectrum. Like that's, that's the problem with it. Our, right. our, that sounds our, more like an or, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> No, but I'm saying like our like our relationship with drinking is a perfect example. Drinking is either like you know cool as fuck. Everybody's like, yo, we should really be like, you know what I mean? Like everyone's at the bar, like this, is or it's or it's like a morality tale where we haven't like been able to get rid of the the shackles of prohibition. Leaving Las Vegas or something, which is a fine film, but it's like, oh my god, all right, we get it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, that that's why uh, I love the uh, the movie starts with that um that Kierkegaard uh, quote, but then Kierkegaard's yeah. dropped all throughout. And, uh, you know, it, it, the one thing that the, the, the kid says right in his exam, uh, and, and that's like one of the most touching scenes. Now, apart from the complicated part where he's like, here, here, have some, have some drink. And the teacher, like, I don't know if that, will that scene survive the American version? Uh, the, the teacher licoring up the kid, you know, even though this, even this movie knows like, Ooh, Ooh. Right. But it's on the edge. He, he says, yeah. you must accept yourself as fallible in order to love others and life. And, uh, you know, that, that doesn't mean that you never do wrong. That means that you right. know, you do do wrong and you don't condemn yourself in that moralistic, that maybe that's a, an American thing that, you know, you have to be, uh, either the city on the Hill or you're, you know, you're, you're going to hell. Um, that's that's the balance at this movie. That's why I'm just so like giddy about this movie because it's like, oh shit, that is definitely the release valve that I need to have like every morning when I wake up. Like it's also it's also hilarious it. when he gives the kid the sip and then he's like, Oh, let me have some. And then he takes the sip yeah, yeah. and then he gives it back and, to the yeah. kid. And, and then... it dribbles on his sweater. I was like, ooh, they're gonna smell that. <laughs> be like, yo, both both the instructor and the student are fucking drunk during this exam. <laughs> well, and I think so. I saw this near the end of 2020, and I thought it was interesting the gifts of like the Mads dancing scene, contextless, were sort of making their round as sort of like like the joy of it came through that like, hey, this is a great thing to like as a react gif. And when it, and uh, at first, I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know. They're taking it without context, and there isn't the blah blah. blah. Then I, was I just object to it as a spoiler alert. But anyway, yeah, well, sure. But I mean, you also—it's not like they were like, hey, this is from the movie Other Round. So you get available, blah blah blah. It was just yeah. like Mads dancing around. Oh, Mads is a cool guy. He's, he likes dancing, I guess. Like at nobody would like to see him more than just in Hannibal now with reaction to gifts. Right, right, exactly. Yes, I was yes, going to yes. say, I was going to say, damn, he's a dance battling James Bond. Oh, well, he was he was a, a, a gymnast and a dancer or something like that before he became an actor. Like he's a pretty yeah. Uh, he, he has a, he has a background in it. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but it is interesting that uh, music video uh, with Rihanna. I'm listening to you, Conan. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate you. Uh, that you could have something that's so intrinsic to this incredible story that the turnaround of it, like arguably, it's not the same movie without that ending. Like oh, that no. that in, that 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 is yeah. like. That's the set piece. That's like the cornerstone of like understanding the entire thing, and to have yeah. it, but to have it just removed and have it still work on this other level is just an expression of joy. Is really interesting. I don't know if I've seen that, uh, but it's strange because it is like it's like the ultimate spoiler if you know what it's from. And, but, but also, like, also funny for it to have come out during the Mads is. You know, a What's dance that? is just ecstatic by itself sometimes. Like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. So it works like as its own thing. But but it is like 
again, spoiler alert for for it. Like it it ties the whole movie together. Like it, if oh, yeah. it, it, oh, yeah. any other ending. And also, it's like when it gets to that point, like how is this going to end? How can this end? Because well, there's me, only a couple ways. Right? Let me ask you guys something. I okay. So I still first time and second time I watched it through. When he gets the text from his wife, I miss you. I was just like tears. Like it yeah. was just like oh, oh my god. Like oh oh a happy ending. But now the second time I watched it, knowing what was coming, and there's yeah. that one shot where he's sitting on the bench and it's racked focus onto the water over yeah. his shoulder out of focus. So he's like contemplating. This is before he gets up and dances. So he's contemplating what I guess is jumping in there. So yeah. I, I, this time I was left, since I saw that, a little bit more unclear. It was always like, ambiguous, but unclear is he is Which he running away go? from that even? Yeah, you say yay with no with no doubt. Okay, I don't well, know. That's, I, I, again, that's why I thought the first time, right? Like, I, like uh -huh. for me, I was like, oh man, here we go. Yeah, he's gonna blow that up. I mean, yeah, I love that it is ambiguous, and I love that it is not clear if it, you know, because maybe he pulls himself out of the water, and they all laugh, and he goes and makes up with his wife. But I don't yeah. think damn it, my phone in my pocket. <laughs> right, but then again, but then again, when I saw it the second time, like I didn't, I, I, I totally didn't feel that way. I was like, oh, no, come on. I, but no, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's more metaphorical. It. Maybe it's far more metaphorical than it is uh, literal, right? Like the. Oh God, the, I hope not. But go on. But no, but it's like the, it's like the the great leap into the beyond, right? Like, it's, it's, yeah. uh, he's at this crossroads. Maybe knowledge is the alcohol, and <laughs> or maybe and the water it's gonna, drink life that he's jumping yeah, into. Christian. No, but it's like, but he's jumping right. in with, he's yeah. like quite literally jumping in with both feet. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and, and, uh, he's like at this crossroads at the end of it. Does he, does he get back with his wife? Does he return to the life that he left? Um, like kind of, or does he continue on to whatever this is where he's you know, like kind of released himself from that where catharsis, like extreme. Freelance dancing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the bliss of oblivion. Like, I definitely think it's a self annihilating move, especially mm -hmm. since we're paused on it. Like, uh, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I always think of um, Mark Maron's joke where he says, like, uh, I've never wanted to commit suicide, but I, I like to know it's there. It's like a relief to know that I could do it. Like, <laughs> like it, this, this could all be over and it would all, like, you know, just evaporate. So there is something to that, just like the bliss of oblivion. But I, I think that's where the alcohol theme is on point because it's that's sort of what you're guzzling for. And yet you you're not actually dead, right? Like that's what the ego yeah. death is, right? That you were talking yeah. about, Conan, where you're you're still among the living, but you're not, you're dead in that sense of like, I, I'm just this limited, you know, piece of shit that's just, you know, struggling to be happy in this world. If I could kill that off and I could go about my life, then everything would be so much better. I'd be evolved or whatever. Oh, I, I mean, if it is. You'd be <laughs> limitless, exactly, like, like the movie Limitless. Another another kind of similar I question. One, but I heard uh, isn't it a movie where a guy discovers Adderall and <laughs> and becomes limitless? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, oh was think... it Adderall? I thought he discovered <laughs> no. Odafinil, but whatever. Yeah. Honestly, no. It's, if, it's if, just there was if, a bunch of memes when that movie came out that was like the the numbers and stuff, and it's like, oh, when I take my ADHD medication for the first time in the in the day, I get it. Like, <laughs> or or those or those memes where it's like, if I was prescribed Adderall at a young age, I would be a homeowner by now. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of things that I could have accomplished had I been diagnosed at a younger age. Nobody's prescribing uh, 0.05 alcohol, though, to their patients. But maybe they should. Right. Maybe they should. 
Maybe they Good should. Point. Well, you got you got to assume there's one doctor out there that's like, "Hey, man, what if you just had a couple glasses of wine every day?" That's uh, it's right. Trump's. Do- it's, it's Trump's doctor. It's that Wes Anderson looking dude. Yeah. Like, all right. You know. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the real. I gotta say. I, I literally yeah. had a counselor say, "You tell some girl at a psych ward, like, you know, girls, because she was like." doing like hard hard drugs she's like don't be doing that 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 hard stuff do shrooms do some lsd drink some wine smoke some weed and i'm like that sounds reasonable to me yes yes <laughs> stick yes. to the soft I'll stuff. Like, listen to her um, she's right <laughs> um but like yeah like i i had a point that i was gonna make oh the other the other ambiguous moment in this is when uh tommy sails away in the boat and you have like did does he accidentally fall off the boat and die when he drowns, right? Or because he's drunk and he's an alcoholic, right. or is it? Uh, well, um, he says suicide. "fuck it" to the uh, to the life jacket, so I don't think he was going out there with the intention of dying. I just think he didn't give a shit. Yeah, but I think that that's a. I guess I death by mis- By the way, that's that's called death by misadventure. By death way. by misadventure. I, it's like he, it's his. Own, he's playing both sides of the scene in The Godfather, where he takes himself. <laughs> And then <laughs> Which does bring out. up the one problem I have with the movie, though. <laughs> it's Fredo, hold on. They don't answer the question about what happened to the dog. I mean, like, well, like no, dog. I, the dog was the part. I'm glad you brought that up because, again, I hate any movie that threatens the life of a dog. I'm just, I don't oh. care if it's reasonable or not. I just completely check out. I'm like, fuck you, movie. But I was afraid for that dog because th- that scene is not set up to be like he's just going boating, right? It's very ominous, yeah. like, and especially when he throws a life. Yeah, and, and that dog is is barely functional. Like, like you know that 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 dog's only alive because you know he absolutely loves that dog. You in know, my so. head canon, the uh, <laughs> Coast Guard gets the dog and adopts it as their like house dog, and he lives with them forever. It's a Disney Disney Plus streaming <laughs> series, actually. It's yeah. I should pitch that to Thomas Vinterberg, <laughs> the Man Dog Lorian. <laughs> <laughs> But Tommy is actually the one. Tommy is the one part that I think the American version will get right because he's like the cautionary yeah. tale, right? He's but, that, like, but it's going to be the only part that they get right. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. you know, like yeah, because that's well, easy. Even the dog. You know, <laughs> he goes. He goes too far. Gonna, he, oh he man, they're probably going to do horrible to things to the dog. It's going to be yeah. a teacup pig, actually. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> And it actually eats him when he drinks. I just like, wanted to work the term teacup pig into this conversation. I, 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 I've never heard that before tonight, so I feel like this has been a success for me. Just to, yeah. now I'm going to Google teacup pig. You've oh, never seen it, te- the, the little pig. Oh, man. I mean, I, I now I get what it is from just the term, but I've never, <laughs> right. I didn't know it existed. They are uh, not as uh, good as pets, I think, than, than people make them out to be. I think people end up getting a pig, like adopting it, and then realizing, oh shit, this is like this is like a, a this is like a pig pig. Like this is like gonna destroy things in my house. Get a pet raccoon. All right, well, you just they only live me. for three years. What was that? Just raccoon? get a pet raccoon. They only live for three years. Except for raccoon, of course. That sounds no, no, right. Raccoon lives forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Live fast, uh, die young is the is the raccoon <laughs> <laughs> that sits on your head and uh, that thing. Yeah. Well. I, I mean, like, look, not to turn this conversation back to my uh, merch opportunities, but we have a uh, raccoon shirt, uh, cartoon raccoons. It says death is coming. Eat trash. Be free. <laughs> based, off, based off of a meme. But uh, yeah, very popular. New, uh, new anarchist slogan. But I think that the, the problem is that like that character, they, they will get right. But the rest of them, they're not going to, because I think for the most part, uh, those outside like art house films, I think the rest of the characters, you just don't see that kind of nuance in a lot of, yeah. 
character acting in, in American films. Sometimes you do. Sometimes no. there are exceptions. I mean, almost almost look never. At, look at anything Sam Levison produces, Euphoria, uh like that new show with Lily Rose Depp, The Idol. Like it's always, you know, it's young females, you know, loving to drink, loving to party, loving to get naked, loving to have sex. It's like that's all a lot of these shows are about horses like yes and no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm listening those are tv shows though right e euphoria <laughs> yeah i've heard that's good but i've not dealt yeah, i got the lighting from euphoria uh if you're wondering i was gonna say they're gonna ask for their lighting just, back I just, andy i went i went to high school yeah, during where are you are you at a nightclub yeah no i'm, I'm at the comedy basement yeah, he's working as tight five yeah I, I i went to high school during the opioid crisis i don't need to see a show where people are going to high school during the opioid crisis and it's like skins. Like that's what I assume it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, 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 we what, so, so Christina, yeah, finish that point. What, what were you, we're not, we it's just with American films, we don't really are able to portray the nuances of, you know, these issues like regarding alcohol and drugs yeah. and whatnot and you know, how they could be, you know, just a little goes a long way. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm 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 thinking when you say that, Conan, that it's like, um, you know, you, like what we're saying before about you have to be judged. Like you have to, if you do a bad thing, then you have to suffer in the plot somehow. You, you know, you you have with the film has to be very clear that we're not condoning anything, right? That's off the list. You know, like that kind of like moralizing stance. Which it's I, like I mean, I, I don't know Euphoria. I've heard great things about it, but maybe that is able to walk that line on HBO. I don't, but it feels like the. Um, you know, the sort of cultural uh, prejudice is to like, if you do a bad thing, then you have to die or something bad has to happen. It's yeah, like well, we're suffering in some way. Yeah, you have to well, be. Well, we're also yeah. at the point where we're at kind of like a lawsuit culture, right? Like everything is thought of in, through the lens of like, well, how can we make sure that this isn't like our our fault, right? Like fault is oh, I see responsibility and fault are like things that our culture treats um, like very very like weirdly because people are constantly thinking well you know if i were to get sued for this can someone say this movie incited something or like can this can someone kind of sue me for or or cancel me or whatever for you know encouraging teen drinking in this movie can somebody you know like all i, these think, I are, think it goes back further than that that we're a pur puritanical society you know like we're yeah, either yeah. uh you know we're either the, like i said the how the, the city on the hill or we're sodom and gomorrah you know like there's not a yeah, there's an overreaction and you know a, 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 an attempt to idealize our our morality which is just let's just say inhuman to put it lightly. yeah but i mean i mean that goes into like our penal code and uh you know like penal. The, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the uh see i i previously didn't say how penal after saying that like but like the punitive i didn't way give you a chance the punitive way that we uh treat different things and then for that also to be on a personal level a, a lawsuit culture i think um now we're not even thinking about it just in terms of like should you suffer it's like how can i make somebody um how can i make the law punitively work for my end of this thing so i i just feel like i i feel like that kind of uh you know the happiest country on earth probably doesn't have um that level of uh skepticism or cyn like cynicism i guess um and, they, and they weren't founded by religious zealots to a large extent yeah, the ones the ones in Europe that were like too like too far for Europeans, they're like like this this I mean I live in Newport. This is literally founded by the Huguenots because they were the the uh Calvinists in, in fucking France that Oof. like yeah. I, I so, think of that movie Hardcore. You seen that movie? Uh, the uh Paul Schrader movie. Paul Schrader was hmm. a raised hardcore uh, well not that kind of hardcore, but hardcore Calvinist 
You know, you know that you guys don't know that one hardcore. I know Paul Schrader, but obviously George right? D. Scott uh, has to go track down his daughter, who's left their extremely hardcore in that way Calvinist family to go be in porno movies, and so it takes them into this like seedy underbelly. So it's the whole you know high and low. Like he comes from so, the so, so it's like eight millimeter, but like a good movie. I guess I did oh, not. There was eight millimeters all right in that porno. But he does see a lot of eight millimeter movies in it. I'll tell you that much. There you go. Yeah. So they, it, all, it all ties together, people. Connect the dots. <laughs> but yeah, um, but the Calvinists they're really out there. Yeah. Well, the I mean, there's sorry they, if any Calvinists, the, uh... watching, but they're not. <laughs> Apologies to the Calvinists in the audience. Yeah. Oh my God, we just dropped from like fifteen people watching to to to, to three. That can't Holy be that many. The whole Calvinist group were just the only ones watching. <laughs> It, it's the uh, it's the it's the uh, descendants of the people that founded this town. They're like, no, <laughs> I'm out. Unsubscribe. I'm, um, I'm sorry. The devil's liquid got me, Calvinist. So <laughs> well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. No, anyway, I, go I, so I, think, I think that similarly, it, it gets into the whole spectrum of uh, different reactions to alcohol on a personal level too right like yeah. you have the one guy who it does seem to genuinely kind of help i mean he, I, he yeah. probably shouldn't keep giving shots to students but you know yes. he, he doesn't seem to be as badly impacted Maybe. or or there's somebody like uh Nikolash who's able to salvage his marriage and seems like this experiment made uh, things more interesting for him he seemed like he was kind of dead-eyed in the beginning of it, dealing with like the kids and stuff. And it seems like maybe he got like a spring back in his step uh, after quitting drinking. And and then you have like you know uh, Mad's character who um, might commit full-on ego death at the end of it. Who who knows uh, what happens after that? You know what I mean? Or like real or real death. Yeah, it, yeah. it looked like it was touch and go for a second for real death. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I, I think you will... trim. <laughs> well, I mean, but... in the American version, we know he's not going to survive jumping into the to the river. <laughs> I'm thinking now. I'm thinking about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Wolf of Wall Street, where he takes the fucking quaaludes and is trying to get into his car. <laughs> to be fair, that's one of my favorite scenes in that film. But. It is. Yeah. It is the best scene in that movie. <laughs> but uh, you know, and then he's like, like, nailed it. And then you see the car is just like completely screwed up, and the cops. Are, that's that. It's the funniest scene. It's, uh, they're gonna remake that with uh, with Jonah Hill though, and Leonardo DiCaprio. He's gonna be like, "Come on, bro, take a shot, bro, take it on, bro." Oh, I, I thought you meant that. Like, I think you were gonna say, I think Vinterberg should, should uh, remake that in uh, as a Danish film, which I'd be way into. <laughs> yeah, I would be really into that. But no, I was I was thinking about the smoke crack would be bro scene, but it's uh, yeah. Jonah Hill and and Leonardo DiCaprio. And he's like, "Come on, bro, take a shot with me, bro." <laughs> anyway, what, what what were we talking about? You know, they threatened to remake. Um, uh, um, Oh shit! I'm blanking on I'm blanking on the movie now. Um, Akira? No, we just throw out a bunch they, while I look it up. They, they did they did threaten to remake Akira with Leonardo DiCaprio. No, uh, well, Tony um, Tony Erdman. You guys know the German film Tony Erdman? No, no, no. Oh well, I'm coming back on the next episode to do Tony Erdman because that okay. is coming up in a week. Minutes, that was my favorite, most recent. No, I know. I'm inviting myself on. I'm sorry. It's the liquid. They're redoing but, uh, that. <laughs> but they tried to remake that with Jack Nicholson, and it blew up. So, uh, you know, maybe there was enough of a backlash against a similarly beloved European festival hit kind of movie that we could uh, generate for that. So this won't actually happen. But not who cares, right? They can't affect what this movie is, right? Yeah, well, this movie's always going to be fantastic. Like, much That's in the right. same way that, like, I, 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 so I really like uh, let the right one in, and I just refuse to watch the American 
Same. Reboot. I, I'm like, I just, I have no interest in it. There's no. Well, way I have heard in terms of remakes that one was okay, but I'm still, okay. I'm not. Moving Maybe it is. I don't know. I'll never watch it. But yeah, me neither. <laughs> let's get together and not watch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all get together and not watch a movie. The together. American right. one is just that cat scene, just just for two hours. All right, there you go. Uh, I believe, but 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 I think that. <laughs> Again, one of the reasons why this worked, and I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, that all those those movies about drinking, like the the, the you know whether it's you know, Virginia Woolf, you know drunks, that's actually a pretty good indie film with uh, Richard um, Lewis. Uh, yes, Richard Lewis. Based I, I guess on his one. real, his actual experience. Yeah, uh, you know, or, or something that's a like deep a. Cut. It is a deep cut. Uh, leaving Las Vegas or something along those lines. Everything has to be like moralizing and judging. The Lost I, Weekend. Like, that's a good Lost one. Weekend. How? Oh, kind of good. good. The, the gold standard of it for uh yeah uh and and i think you get aspects like you get a little a little bit of some of it uh but it, it's very unique in the way it's portrayed and it's actually humanistic in that way because it is not a binary good or bad moral judgment experience to like be like deeply involved in an intoxicant of some kind and again addicts are addicts and i should know i have a there's I am not one, but I, there's addiction in my family, and uh, people in my family have been addicts. But I like looking at all the guitars behind you. I beg to differ. <laughs> <go on>, <laughs> hey, man! Uh, but That's but a I, it's a healthy addiction. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think that it's it's just that nuance is never going to get across ever. And I think part of it is cultural because because we just it just God, this is not a nuanced country. And it is sometimes, but for the most part, it is not a nuanced country. And I think it's it becoming is, it is ne so. there, there is never a time that the country is nuanced. We are not. I think ever. there's been we are a country of extremes. <laughs> yeah, there's been brief moments of nuance, but for the most oh, part, it's very it, much it's like. It's not a, nuanced when it counts, you know. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Or at least never our popular culture is not making movies that are nuanced. That's for sure. Absolutely. But also, yes. don't you think it's interesting that it works in reverse, though? Because I feel like we as Americans totally recognize this issue right what he's mm -hmm. going through the middle class lifestyle the comfortable home the sort of work a day job the sort of i had ambitions right so the, the, there didn't work out the way i thought it was all yeah, that exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> working this way to go to them right so they they seem similar enough to us so it's just really our culture industry that is dropping the ball here right like, Damn, they're just like us <laughs> yeah, they are i mean with a little bit more alcohol maybe well, and that's so that's a wild thing for me. Like, I, I live in Wisconsin. I live in Milwaukee. It's like one of the like, you know, there's more bars per capita here than I think like anywhere in, in, in the United States for sure. And having come from the Bay Area, like that was a culture shock where it's like just the, the casual drinking and casual alcoholism, I might add, are so deeply internalized and just part of culture and ingrained in it. Nobody even thinks twice about it. But it takes someone like a transplant, such as myself, to be able to like, you know, not every place you can do that <laughs> necessarily and like good on you if that's what you want to do but maybe you shouldn't be driving even if the cops won't actually stop you and give you a ticket but okay yeah i mean new york new york is a is a kind of fairly fascinating uh american experiment in both um being a, a capita well like just being a um a, a state that like has as like a main driver of our economy right now like uh apple like orchards and cider like everywhere is opening up as like a cider distillery everywhere is opening up as like 
you know, a, a brewery or something, you know what I mean? But like at the same time, um, and, and I was kind of shocked to learn this. I remember learning this um, when I worked in uh, or interned in Albany for a little bit and they were trying to overturn like just de- like decades of like prohibitionary laws um, mm-hmm. that were slowly put on the books. So like we, we only just worked there in 1937. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they were still doing it now. Like, like wow. it only just became legal to uh, have a movie theater that you serve. They've been very busy. They didn't want to get around to it. <laughs> oh, really? The whole movies like I Pick and Alamo Draft House that could only that was only recent. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Here. Well, but like I think it was like 2012 or 2014 or something like. And I, there were like exceptions, but like um, you know, one one thing that, about the pandemic that was interesting is a lot of these laws got loosened up because uh, bars couldn't stay in business. So suddenly you were able to like get takeout drinks at a bar, and they could give you the drink. Yeah. And you could just take yeah. every winter was El Sombrero all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I just have to imagine in in some ways that uh, the culture in in Denmark or somewhere like that is probably a lot more um, lax about that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it, it, but but without it being kind of this explosion, which is the other side of excess, something like, you know, uh, New Orleans or something like that, where you can drink on the street and people just go there to drink on the street. And, you know, what I mean, like it, it seems like maybe in, in, that, in those kinds of cultures, it's more culturally acceptable from the start, which is the other. Uh, there isn't a fetishization of it, a fetishization yeah. of excess that, as there is here. Or, or there isn't that moralizing, like, don't do it, so you overdo it, you know? Right, like, well, it, well, it's like, yeah, it's just verboten, sure, yeah. Because and, and they're letting, you... letting the kids do this bus thing, you know, like, wh- I mean, obviously the seniors in every high school in America are all getting wasted on, uh, at the same time as them, but not in a sanctioned way like that. Yeah, it's like Hamsterdam, you know, or... Uh... At Hamsterdam, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> WMDs. WMD, got that WMD. Um, this is, this is, uh... This is the GTD, one of them, one of the clips. And we'll watch more of these in the in the after party. Are you staying around for the after party? Um, Matthew Film Guy. I'll stay around. I, I, I'll stay around. I, I like that you put people like on the on the spot on I don't know the what, show. That's what like uh, uh, can we talk about this off air. Uh, I've got it. My agent is gonna call you. That's how like that's how like Ben would do it when we started doing post games. That's how like Michael Brooks would do it. Still like, didn't make it a good tactic, but okay, whatever. That's, just be like you sticking around for the post. Dare you invoke Michael Brooks' name to pigeonhole me this way? I am. <laughs> I'm guilt. I'm guilt. Yeah, guilt tripping. The day you before the, the two year anniversary of his that's death. That's right. Too, oh bad. God. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Michael. Well, this is some shitty quality. Uh, yeah, no, this is not good. Not uh, not good. Not good. Feel, he filmed it on his trio. No, Del Toro insists on this level of. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say though, uh, you know, speaking of Michael Brooks, not good. Not good. <laughs> it is. It is, and this is one of the things I wanted to ask Matt urgently because uh, obviously uh, there is. A, you start with a character that understands. Only like a binary switch. Either I'm on and I'm alive or I'm over, you know? And and this, uh, the alcohol, graduating it. Obviously, we can talk about how difficult it is to play drunk in a movie, which is one of the most difficult things for any actor uh, and for a director to shoot. But can you tell me, how did you track this character, Mads? In the, because you obviously didn't shoot in order, did you? No, we tried as much as we could, uh, but we only had the school for, for a certain, for a certain uh, you know, uh, pocket of, of, of time. Uh, but I think we, we did our best to try to shoot it in order. 
I mean, drunk is one thing. Uh, I, there, there are certain places, obviously, where we talk about this is this is drunk. It's nothing else but drunk. But there was also a lot of times where we said there's a certain freedom here. Even, I mean, through the alcohol. But I guess that that we did go up and down on the dial. We said 0.05. Let's try 0.08. Let's try 0.1. Uh, but somewhere back in the head, it was not about the drunkenness of it. It was about how free you would be in a scene. You know, how um, it, it's pretty much the same thing, but 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 we kind of, at least when it wasn't insanely drunk, we saw it as, as freedom, as, you know, burdenless. Um, and then, of course, with a slur in the mouth and hands that were moving erratical. But for the guy who was just outside looking at it, it could look like freedom and not drunkenness. Uh, and I think that was important to all of us that that's the way they could get away with it, right? So it, they were not just constantly falling, but a few times they were close <laughs> to being caught. Uh, we, we did a little boot camp. We wanted to see exactly what those levels were before we started shooting. And it's not because we don't know how it is to be drunk between any of these guys who were involved in the film. Yes. But it was for us to see what is the difference between two glasses and two glasses. And then we shot some scenes and, and we, we added it. And uh, that's the state where you're not, uh, where you're not like crazy drunk. And you don't feel the big difference. It doesn't feel as if nothing, anything happens. The next day when you watch the video and you go, I can see it now. I can see exactly what the difference is between <laughs> two and four. And that was very helpful for us to, um, to, to dive in to. So, so Thomas could, could go and say, listen, I think this scene is boring. Uh, let's go up on, on uh, point eight. Uh, I want some more life in it. Um, and then we had a good idea what, what that meant. Generally, actors playing slightly drunk or little drunk we try to, to do it in a way that uh, it doesn't come across. You're hiding that, you're drunk. That's okay. kind of the rule for all actors, right? That's it. So, like, you know, focus, focus. Uh, you, you walk a little, little more stiffly. Uh, you talk a little slower, not to, to mess up too much. And that gets you away. The next level where you don't care about what people think is, um, we call it the Russian level because we watched a lot of <laughs> a lot of YouTube videos of, of Russian people in real life, yes. and uh, and it just gives you um, such <laughs> uh, what can you say you, you you became a little less nervous watching that because it's insane what they do uh, so so um, so we dare to go there as well. Love it. His performance is fantastic. Everyone's performance is really good, but his performance especially is. Uh, mm. Yeah, he is, he is one of the great actors of our time, I think. And it speaks to what a, a, a master craftsman he is, to be able to modulate 0. 0.2, 0. 0.1. I, I'm watching myself. I see what's different. That's all I'm fascinated by that level. I was going to say, though, this, this show is an experiment in uh, you know seeing the different levels between uh, ah. what different drinks can do. <laughs> hey, we, we were all on Andy's uh, birthday party, except for Christina. So, yeah. Yeah, my mom almost had a stroke, so... Yeah, well, I'm That'll sorry to hear that. that. Yeah, that. Well, that shot yeah. that. Yeah. Dead. I was gonna say, well, way to bring that. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was gonna bring it back to the movie and, and say that you know the one complaint I have about the film is because you know we're not really familiar with the Danish language. Um, I couldn't really pick up on the slurring as much, like, like unless it was extreme. Um, well, the one, the one guy, Tommy, seemed like he slurred all the time. 
you know yeah the subtitles were always perfectly crisp so exactly exactly the subtitles were never (laughs) slurred they should have blurred them maybe like like blurry like like, uh a slant a little curvy or whatever add a few extra shs in there Wiggles. Yeah. Well, he had, you know, like watching the clip of Mads earlier, he called it like France. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, he called, I what? They had, he called, he called France, France. So, like, France. You know, France. So he, he adds an SH uh, anyway. I don't think it's a French. He said France. He said, he oh, said, well, he said, yeah. uh, people uh, in France. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> They're close enough that they have to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but their their body language and everything. I mean, that started to be yeah. No, no, that was tough. No, it's and, just and, uh, the 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 you know slurring of words, which he was talking about in in the uh, in the, the the clip there. And I'm like, man, I wish I could have picked that up, but uh, I don't I don't speak enough Danish. You know, got to go to Dunkin' Donuts more and, and uh, learn that Danish. I, I realized. Oh, they got chocolate uh, croissants, and they're so good. I think Moving extravaganza uh, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Boston accent, if you go there. Denmark, <laughs> Denmark runs on Dunkin'. Oh. Maybe that's what the remake is going to be. It's going to be everyone's Miami Boston accents. Uh, <laughs> I got a wicked are. idea. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. That's yeah, almost like a, that's almost like a foreign film, I guess. <laughs> I think no. You know what the American version of this sort of already was? I mean, not really, but it. Because this is obviously more conceptual and it's got this high concept, but I was reminded of Cassavetti's husbands throughout this movie too. It, mm. it, they 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 don't foreground the drinking, but those guys are drinking constantly yeah. throughout their little escape into uh, uh, you know youth, trying to recapture their youth, much um, like uh, Cassavetti's, you know, in life. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up Smallage and Repair Shop because of the uh, Boston accents and the drinking, but uh, Small Engine Repair. Oh, I'm not familiar. Um, it's it's not uh, it's it's a pretty solid movie. It's um, uh, three guys who who um, have this friendship. Uh, one guy is in and out of prison. Um, they, is it a reality uh, show? No, no, no. Oh, it's okay. um, uh, the dude from the uh, Walking Dead's in it. Um, uh, you could be making this up, and I would have no idea. By the way, no, it's, it's, I thought you were going to. What you said in oh, prison? No, Twitter to have prison. the Andy explains uh, going across. <laughs> no, yeah, John, yeah. Listen, Andrew, John Bernthal and Shea Wiggum, I'm there. Yeah, no, no, down. it's it's like the the uh, the acting is is top notch in this. Like, Thank like you. it's also it's on Hulu. Definitely, <laughs> definitely worth checking out. Um, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not. I don't want to oversell yeah, it. Don't either. spoil it. I'm not. going to I also don't want to oversell it. I thought. I thought about your. Your Boston another round bit, and you know what? I'm in there. They could be like, but, but uh, uh, watching that reminded me of my family, and they all have Boston drunk. accents. Even Forrest has the Boston bit he wants accent. to do. Let Forrest do his Boston. No, bit. Say, they're too drunk to park the car. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that worth it, folks? Wasn't that worth it? I'm glad. I will say that when I get buzzed, I sound like I'm from Jersey because that's where I'm originally from. From where? You're like New Snooki. Jersey. Jersey, yeah. I mean, we had yeah, the Jersey yeah. Shore. They drank a lot there. Yeah. I've drank a lot at the Jersey Shore. I don't know. I went I went there uh, like five times one summer and it was you know, it was it was decent. If you like drinking. Anyway, so I think dollars a drink. Drive this bus, Conan. <laughs> well, the performances here are fantastic because I, I, I think that this film shows you just about every possible reason for drinking that there could be. And you you get like the palette. Of it. And I think that that's really interesting. Go on. 
well, because like, okay, so so ultimately you've got a bunch of folks that are, you know, these are dudes of a certain age, right? They each have their own like sets of problems and they have their things that they, that they want to overcome. But it's not all exactly the same. Everyone doesn't have the same motivation. They don't have the same lived experience. And you see like, and again, without turning to a moralistic play, you get to see like, oh, well, the home life here is, you know, this, you know, this guy feels trapped because of like, you know, this reason, um, you know, like Mads is a perfect example. Like, I mean, Mads is like, he's got something building up for a really long time that like, he just doesn't feel empowered enough in himself to be able to do. Right. But then you also have like, look at the, the, look at the, uh, I can't remember, like the coach guy. Right, like his Tommy. initial situation, Tommy's situation is like wildly different than everyone else. Yeah. You, you get He's like the, the rich, saddest, saddest sack. It's it, it's a you and you can tell me like, oh, this this guy's story is gonna potentially not end well. Like it's it's it's. it's but we like haven't even a, mentioned Specs yet, yes. so he has that little touch there. Specs yeah. is a fascinating, uh, fascinating part of this story, and yeah. I, and, I, and I think that. It does go with, with a with a deep humanity though, and I think that it'd be very easy to to do it and and have it be mean. And there's there's a lot uh, there's certain directors I can call out that are good directors, but are also very mean. They're mean to their characters. They're mean in their characterization, and storytelling. And let's I like list, that. It, let's it, list them. I love this. <laughs> let's put them on blast, everybody. <laughs> I can think of a few just right offhand, but yeah. Todd Nolan's would be one. Neil Butte. Neil Butte's another one. Yes, I mean we could. I would even go Robert Altman sometimes. Robert Altman, Altman has his moments, but I think he he has a, he also can show rich humanity as well. True. But he, well, we like like talking through the humanity part of it and talking through like the nuance part of it. I think a movie that is not at all nuanced, but like uh, I think the the humanity of it is you know everything everything everywhere all at once in in kind of a similar way. Um, Matthew's favorite. I have not movie. heard of it. I have not heard of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but in the same way, I would. I, I would agree feel with like, Forrest. Yeah, I would see, feel like we are uh, agreeing on everything tonight. That's yeah, my we're fault. doing so well. <laughs> okay, I would, I'm not, I'm, but this is me saying that's the best movie uh, I've seen recently. Which I mean, you know, I've said that already. But, um, but you just saw another round. <laughs> but I, 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 I so I'm making a. It point. is in the movie currently being discussed. I, I'm Guy making another point. Right. I'm making a point with this. I'm not just bringing it up randomly and then hijacking the conversation saying, let's talk about it. I thought you movie. were just bringing it up randomly and injecting it. But uh, anyway, so, I stand so correct. For Mads, Mads' character, which I think his name is Martin in this, right? It it feels like in a similar way, he's the, the same as, uh you know, the mother in everything, everywhere, all at once, where it's like every decision that he's made throughout his, you know, his middle, he's in this midlife crisis and he's like kind of the worst version of himself um yeah. in that moment, right? Like he could have gotten a PhD, um and done his research like stuff but he doesn't like because of like the kids and that's the same reason kind of in, in everything everywhere all at once it's the same kind of treatment of family and humanity as someone who's made every single decision the wrong way and gotten to this point of being uh depressed and and um emotional but like stunted emotionality and, and i feel like and grieving, for it, too. grieving yeah. for it in real time i think that's that's yeah. key as well so i'm not saying that they're sim similar but i'm saying that i do I feel like you. yeah He's the version that's like, you know, he's the worst version of himself. <laughs> it's a similar alienation that that's uh, almost like international because of our our world of capitalism that that uh, permeates neoliberal capitalism. That's everywhere. Take a drink, everybody. That's what yes. I was trying to say. Like we so are similar. <laughs> our cultures are so similar. And you could also say that drinking alcohol is sort of like entering an alternate dimension where everything's just slightly different, right? Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Every shot you take, it, it you know the reality changes just a little. You're bit. going further and further away, which I have <laughs> right. drunk into hamburger fingers before. You know, hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely, okay. unfortunately, yes. gotten there. <laughs> 
But um, also, yeah. you know, I brought up that movie in my little review, which I don't know if you guys have seen, but it's another, you know, it's his fellow Danish guy, Lars von Trier's movie, The Idiots. Have you seen It's that one or? of the only ones I haven't I haven't seen. I, I've seen almost all of that guy's movies, including The Boss of It All. Which oh, wow. nobody's ever seen the boss of it all, and King, I like that Kingdom one. or something like that. I haven't seen that one. I I I used well, I used to have the Kingdom on VHS. I don't have oh, any more. Oh well, wow! I might. I don't know. <laughs> well, the idiots is sort of don't like have a VCR. This, it's it, this, this, the this is like the more subtle, more kind of realistic version of the idiots because they have this high concept, which I don't want to even say now if you haven't necessarily seen it, guys, but. They have this high concept. They're like, let's try this experiment uh, in a way. And even that sort of spoils it. But uh, th this movie gives uh, these guys this sort of intellectual, you know, they're telling themselves, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing a, a study. Now, it's only half even serious, even amongst them, right? That they're doing the study. But they're telling themselves that we're doing this important study. And really, they're just, it's, you know, playing as an excuse to get drunk and, and, and be childish again which winds up being a great thing but uh the, the sort of high concept of that um you i i suggest everyone just go and i want to i want to read that report i don't think it'll i don't think their report will uh you know research standards or whatever i don't think it'll cut the, i think it just amounts to every bit of text we see put on screen so you yeah. can go transcribe that <laughs> but, but actually that moment where he writes it's like very heavy where he writes like uh you know this is where it ends it's like they're all in that like they do that one last scene where they're all like stumbling around in the dark. It's like one light, right? Am I remembering this right? It's right yeah. before that. They're just like stumbling over each other, and everyone's like all bloodied and beaten up. And and, and he writes, and they do the they do the kind of shot I think where they kind of like to do where it's like everything's kind of uh, soft lighting, and it like follows him as he like falls. Yeah, on yeah. Screen. It's like one source of light, and it looks really weird and dreamlike, but like a nightmare. And he says, like you know, study ended, ends here. The, you know, I, negative, I, I negative. call that the uh, I call it the Jesse Pinkman shot. You know, like when he's when he's partying and they they do it in in fast motion or whatever, and then he just see him. man, that's the Mean Streets shot. They ripped that off of Mean Streets, but let's not yeah, let's not yeah 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 that too. Um, but but yeah, uh, does anything anyone have anything else that they want to bring up with this before uh, letterbox one liners? I mean. Christina, Andy, that's we've been this side of the screen has been dominating the conversation. So anything you want to indeed bring up? has. I, I have uh, really not a lot to really add because because y'all have been just killing it. So you know, <laughs> thank you. Oh, that's very you're, you're, you've killed your ego and has just been. You know, <laughs> in, my case, think, in my case, I think my ego whiskey. was uh, was Twitter. He killed his. I was say in my case, he killed her Twitter account too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I got I got one I got one other little thing that I want to point out is an interesting nuance that that is one of my little notes here. That's it's not that huge, but I, I really love the way that the movie balances the look at alcohol during the scene where uh, Mads meets with his ex-wife or, or separated wife, and she's guzzling the white wine uh, mm -hmm. in that moment. Right? She's not part of the experiment, but I thought that was a really sort of clever wink to say, like, here's someone not in this experiment, yeah. just wildly applying alcohol to a tense situation in a socially acceptable way right I, I just thought i mean maybe it was a little bit of a broad point but i just thought that was interesting and it it sets up this balance of like oh he's this asshole because all right he stumbled home drunk and slept in the neighbor's yard or whatever once or twice uh, <laughs> but her just normal yeah. use of alcohol that's okay that, yeah. that's, there's 
Yeah. Well, they make it clear her. also when they have the confrontation, and she's like, you know, everybody fucking abuses alcohol in this country. Like, that's not what I'm upset about. I'm upset that you're having fun with people besides me. Like, you, you could have been having fun with me, and you chose to have fun with your friends instead. And like, and that kind of is a, is a moment that really speaks to it. I don't think, I don't think like in America that we could ever like in in America the problem would be the alcohol, right? Like, I don't think that we would that we yeah. have the capability of having a nuanced point. But like, listen, you're an asshole in this situation because you know you kind of abandoned me and you're going out to have fun with your friends isn't that some kind of emotional uh cheating or isn't that some kind of emotional abandonment um, but is that her main gripe because uh, that's only in these last few days the whole years that spent they spent alienating themselves was not him going out with his friends it was him dying inside right and, yeah, and, gr and growing a part of the process and, yeah and, uh, yeah it's the consequence of that action but no so i don't i'm not saying i'm not saying her, her saying that Say. I'm not saying that that's her main gripe. I'm just saying that their interaction in that in that moment, right? Like you kind of realize, like, oh, like uh, there is like, well, there's emotional distance between them the entire time because of his like depression and, and middle aged, like whatever. But like when he finally kind of transcends it and becomes more engaged or whatever, and and wants to, you know, uh, be part of this, she's saying that you know when when he does go out to have fun. I mean, it's not a fair point, but like when he does go out to have fun, it's not with her. And I, oh, see, was... I, 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 see, I don't actually think that uh, what I'm saying is that she is saying that his alcohol is a problem. It's like the movie presenting to us, like, here's one of these socially acceptable kind of ways, right? It's sort of not considered, not sort of intellectualized and so on. But it is another, it's one of the other few rare examples of someone drinking in the movie that's not part of their quote yeah. unquote, you know, phony thing, experiment. Yeah. Although as the movie goes on, you know, their experiment kind of transcends, uh, uh, the boundaries of <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's the I, joke. I like the that's the, scene, that's yeah. the funny part. Yeah, no, but like the first scene, he's like, "We will not drink besides at work," and then the next scene, he's like, ah, "At home too." Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> yeah. gym teachers hiding bottles, and you know, he just falls off the rails. I mean, honestly, the only people I think that we see drinking besides them are the the, the students who are just binge drinking in the only way yeah. teenagers can, and her. All right, Christina's getting tired. Let's, let's wrap it up. I was like, speaking of her, Mads Mikkelsen Stan. What are yeah. Sorry, guys. I just haven't been sleeping. But, uh, yeah. I actually really did like this movie a lot. Uh, but I'm a huge Matt Mickelson fan. Like, I've been a fan of his for Who years. And I'm glad that, you know, America's kind of giving him a chance for once. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish they would let him play in the American remake. It's like, dude, you have a guy who you have like the perfect dude who's like a far better actor than the person who was. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to go where he actually jumped jumped next week. He, he jumped. He <laughs> jumped off the dock. No, he jumped off the dock and then he appeared in America somehow like a vortex. And then he yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> make it a sequel. I guess it's another another round. Scene, yeah. Another another round. <laughs> I mean, can you name a movie where he's played a non-villain in an American movie? Uh, uh, oh, an one. American movie. Okay, damn. Which one? Rogue One. Rogue okay, One. Okay, yeah. yeah. But he was a bad guy that turned good, right? Yeah. So, right but he, yeah. was he really a bad guy, though? Ah, mm. good point. Doctor Strange, he was a bad guy. Clearly, we we will save that discussion for the after party. Mm -hmm. uh, Letterboxd is a place for film. It's a place where film lovers get to talk at, with, and to each other about the films they love, the films they didn't love the films they were weirdly thirsty for all of these things of course best expressed in your classic standing in front of the comedy seller brick wall type five uh mm -hmm. keep it succinct 
Uh, don't waste time. Bottom up democracy. No Siskels, no Eberts here. Everyone gets to have their say. These are the letterbox one liners for another round. Here's to alcohol, ah. the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> Everyone had to have included that. I did not know you were going to be reading your review aloud or would not <laughs> Sorry. Have that one, but it's still salient and it works. Oh, absolutely. I didn't have the guts to only write that, though, so this guy gets it. <laughs> David Chen. Only three and a half stars, though. That's weird. Hmm. Homer Homer does seem to be a, 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 a caricature, or like an artistic sketch of casual uh, drinking. Alcohol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that the quote is attributed, too. There's an attribution. Yes. I, I, I think remember what the... episode that is. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. I was just going to say, I think he lost a star and a half because uh, he didn't answer what happened to the dog. <laughs> he didn't what? That they didn't explain what happened to the dog. <laughs> I, give him, I give him that. The dog learned how to sail, and he was the first sailing-ass dog. Still need to help to pee, though. <laughs> Who knew Mads Mikkelsen dancing frenetically could be something so personal? Yeah. Facts. Dance, Facts. Dance, it's dance. like Christopher Walken dancing, you know? You can do it with it. And he's from heaven? You can do it with that. You can do it with this. You can do it with that. <laughs> I mean, and the fact that it's both dudes dancing, I guess. I don't know. Okay, I could sorry. see Christopher Walken being in a remake of this movie. <laughs> there we go. I'm glad right. I have my, my blood alcohol content. He's like 80. I don't think he could do this. <laughs> no. no. He's pretty, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like maybe 30 years ago. I put so the you... shot up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're involving time travel with this fantasy casting then. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we'll do the yes. mocap uh, CGI de-aging. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the only thing I've heard regarding this movie was about Mads Mikkelsen's dancing. And yet I was fully unprepared for Mads Mikkelsen's dancing. Ending of the year. And, yeah, but another what? paltry three and a half stars. Sorry. but Again, it's the dog. Yeah, fuck you, Laura. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna follow Laura. her just to tell her off. <laughs> hey. YouTube, YouTube channel nuked because I... Because I <laughs> Imagine a dance battle between Mads Mikkelsen and Joaquin Phoenix. James, another three and a halfer? What the fuck? Yeah, that should be the requirement for. The I, I think Conan only followed the three and a half stars. <laughs> it seems like it, huh? <laughs> and only dancing related to. What is a great? This is a great. This was this was a great series, but you know it had five stars. So I just... But wait, what is the Joaquin Phoenix dance reference? Is it from Joker? Joker? Okay, Where he dances yeah, down the stairs. The... Yeah, come on, please. Ads <laughs> every minute, but go on. Exactly. That's why I'm backing. Yeah. yeah, you think dance battles are funny? I do, and I'm tired of pretending they're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Nice. This one was pretty great, or at least I think it was. I kind of forgot. I had a lot to drink last night. Drink a star. That's a three and a half star review, but okay. Yeah, one of the, one of the things about <laughs> doing this, doing doing this show uh is like I, I can't drink when i like watch movies you know what i mean like and this movie yeah. is one of the ones that i was that i'm like yo i want to drink and like watch this and like you know really just get into it it's like nope gotta stay sober not enough drinking in this movie me thinks True. <laughs> i would have made... been more could have been more yeah I, I i could see this movie being remade in a universe where everybody's uh or everybody's drunk all the time and they decide to go sober I think somebody writes a paper saying that we're actually five cc's of crack smoke down. Uh, <laughs> and that's the Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, uh, Jonah Hill that's remake. That's Smoke crack with me, bro. <laughs> Not a lot. Just, a, just, just enough. 
Yeah. Just one hit of one hit of crack, and then he's like, "I think it, I need more." Gets you back to normal. <laughs> the Danish do everything better, even alcoholism. Amen. Hell yeah, dude! Lake Run sounds fucking fun. Like it I, does, it does sound fun. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's like it's like field day. We we did that, but there was no alcohol. Yeah, uh, field day. Well, it's the it's the alcohol that makes it fun. Uh, I think we should all find a lake and do a lake run. There well, I go. called the I called the after party the lake run around the, the Copenhagen lake after party or like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only sure of two things. I'm going to start drinking tomorrow, and I feel like dancing. Amen. Why not start drinking now? That was, wasn't that originally a Kierkegaard uh, saying? But I don't know. You should, you should find Gogo, add that person, and just comment that. <laughs> <laughs> you liked it that much? Okay, comment. I'll go, 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 go. I feel like dancing tonight. This is why I only smoke weed. Oh, come on. <laughs> Wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Delicious. This movie made me want to, like, you know, kick back, not not get drunk, but like, how you know, go out and socialize and just have enough to drink that I'm like, this is fun, you know. There are like eight people called Go Go right on. Oh no! I'm not hunting for them. But why do you got to pit weed against alcohol? I mean, they're friends forever. Yeah, I don't know. No, no punctuation, no capitalization, just. Yeah, this this guy no, is this this guy's a Puritan. Either. He's a weed Puritan, and I don't. I'm not down with that. Weed Puritan. <laughs> Will Bell. You know what? Is, is he? Does he have weed in his in his profile? Like in his profile thing? It looks like. Are those look like laser eyes? I can't tell. Anyway. Those aren't stars. Those, those are pot leaves. <laughs> I give this movie five pot leaves. Okay, sorry. I sw- he switched. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that Gort? Okay, go ahead. This movie is about dudes rocking. Facts. I mean, he gave it five stars, but did he really get it? (laughs) (laughs) And he liked it, too. Dudes were indeed rocking. Well, I cannot deny. Those are the Letterboxd one-liners for another round. You can, of course, follow the show, Movie Extravaganza, which is your host, Forrest, over there. I... I'm Kona Neutron. You may follow me on Letterboxd as well. I'm all over that biz. J. Andrew World at the Comedy Cellar is, is watching all the things that you never knew existed and you don't know why they exist. Uh, that, good? that looks more like the Village Underground, I'll just have to say. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Christina down over there. Letterboxd, more and more. More and more people are talking about it. The Johnny Depp thing still is yet to happen that I've seen, but that's okay. We, we trust her. She's a busy lady. And of course, the king of Letterboxd himself, Langdon Boo, Matthew Film Guy. Uh, credit where credit's due. On Letterboxd, before I ever joined it, uh, so the, the king. Henceforth, you are, you are, you are, you are the king of it. Even when you're staggering. I, I, I came to it late, too. Like I, I was like, where's this been? But it had been up and running for years, so I uh, I defer to the others, but thank you very much, Kevin. So I, wonder yeah. Drill, I wonder if Drill was the first person on there because all the reviews were <laughs> from 2012 or something. There, there, is, there is a certain amount of OG letterbox users. I mean, for me, it was all about the watch list. That's why my, my film log on Instagram is who watches the watch list, because I thought that was a funny play. I'm I was writing all the movies I'd seen down on a goddamn notebook for like 25 years before I figured that thing out. So. I have papyrus and a quill. You, know, yeah. but, uh, you win. You win. <laughs> Man, I, uh, I thought I was going to go old school with uh, Diary Land. Diary Land. No, wow. you can't get older than papyrus. He, he actually presses his own papyrus. <laughs> I do. It's a, it's it's a flex as a flex, yeah. No, that's a real good one. 
Well, uh, you know, starting with our old friend over here, Matthew Film Guy, I want to hear some final thoughts. What? Huh? I said, I, I want to hear some final thoughts. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, not like in life, work. but on this film. My, yeah. or, or in uh, life, you know. Or in life, if that's your deal. I mean, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, another round, it's uh, like I said at the beginning, it's uh, the kind of movie that makes me happy to be alive. Now, I don't think every great movie is the same kind of movie that makes me happy to be alive, but. Uh, when I find one that is, I think, masterfully, masterfully told uh, and also has that kind of joie de vivre and, and instills in me that feeling of ecstasy that it is attempting to portray on the screen, I know I'm in the hands of a master. And I had only ever seen Vinterberg's first, uh, well, his Dogma movie, uh, Celebration. And that was a huge inspiration at the time for a lot of reasons, but another movie that I love. So this was a huge surprise for me. And uh, I'm just really glad that you guys brought me on to talk about it because I love it. And as Conan alluded to, it's a criminally underseen because it's not an English language movie. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just I really hope that someday I find the right amount of blood alcohol content uh, to maintain because the right, right amount of the right amount of back. What right amount of that I know exactly how to do this. The alcohol is harder <laughs> for me to titrate. But anyway. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, really had a great time being here with you all and talking about this movie. Thanks. Um, you know, Christina, let's hear some uh, rapid fire final thoughts. Everybody, I just, you know. <laughs> rapid fire. Da, 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 da. Okay, May I be excused? Quick. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Pee, man. Do sure. I hit the leave studio button or will that screw me over? <laughs> here, just go ahead. I'll, I'll take care of it for you, Dan. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I absolutely love this movie because I'm a huge Mads Mikkelsen fan and I'm always into like foreign film, uh, especially like Danish cinema. And I mean, I understand like the whole like existential crisis situation. Like we've all been there, done that. I mean, they say once you're 30, your youth is just, you know. But it also goes to show that there's nuances when it comes to drinking and alcohol and all that. So, like, it's it's important to, you know, as I said earlier, a little goes a long way. And I feel like this film does an excellent job at uh, showing that. And Leonardo DiCaprio, no. Reconsider. Yes, reconsider. <laughs> He's, uh, he's, a walking, he's a walking midlife crisis. He doesn't need to be in a movie about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just do it like you did the Akira movie. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Conan? Yeah, look, high-minded social experiment or middle-aged mediocrity hall pass. You know, why not both? Uh, alcoholism, as I mentioned, uh, you know, that it, it runs in my family. It, it, I don't think it's a joke. I've lost people to it. But, you know, this movie has some incredibly funny moments and there's a deep heart uh, and poignant poignancy uh, to it all. Uh, the annihilation, the temporary annihilation of self and you know, getting past ego, I think is very uh, profound. And I, and I think there's, there's a lot of truth to it, whether that be the modus operandi or not. And I think this movie shows a lot of that without being preachy about it. And it doesn't do it in a way that other movies about drinking or heavily involving drinking does. And I think that's an accomplishment in and of itself. So it's impeccably acted. It's well scripted and directed. It's quality film. And um, and, and all that's without the like just absolutely exuberant and uh, iconic final scene, which is, which is incredible. So I, I love this movie. And I'm really glad we talked about it. All right. <clears throat> Andy? You, you know, um, I just want to give a uh, hat tip to... Uh... What culture who who uh, put me onto this movie, even though I didn't watch it until today? 
Uh, but but like it, it uh, it's been something I've been wanting to watch because of them. They're the same people who told me about uh, uh, Star and Barb go to Vista Del Mar, um, which is also a fantastic film. Uh, so so you know, uh, th- thanks to that. Uh, that could be but, the sequel because uh, it's actually Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. But that could be the sequel. Uh-huh. It's the same movie, but they just flip <laughs> get the top billing. <laughs> yes, that, that's yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get to the, to my thoughts here, and I've uh, completely screwed everything up. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm usually not the one to get pedantic, but since yeah, that's which is a movie weird that because basically you, know, you and I. Milk. <laughs> <laughs> Barb and Star go to Vista Lamar is basically uh, championed by Andrew World and myself only, apparently. But uh, yeah, yeah is, that I'm is sorry, I missed that. Is that a movie? Yeah, it is a movie. Yeah, it's comedy. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a great comedy. It's it's very yeah, really good. Say the yeah, title again. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh, oh. Yeah. Have, never mind. I'm, I was going to make a, a joke and ruin it, but <laughs> it, it, it uh, yeah, everything about the movie, like if you, if you read the description or see who's in it, you're just like hard pass. And then you yeah, actually watch terrible. the movie and yeah. you're like, you're it's like, oh, this, this is fun. This, this, this is, yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, uh, so, same person, so, so, so same person that turned you on to that movie, turned you on to another round is what you're saying. Yes, but I didn't get to watch it until today because I didn't fucking realize it was on Hulu because I'm an idiot. I literally yeah. told you in the group chat. Whatever. You know what? I'm not going to. I'll save it for the after party. Guys, <laughs> don't fight. Save it yeah, for the after. you think I listen to you? No, I, sometimes I don't read all those messages. You know, I just skip. Anyway. You're the author of most of them. And you know what? Yeah, I'll save it for the after party. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, no, uh, th- th- this was a, a great watch because it's... It, um, it's a uh, philosophy applied in a way that I can fully appreciate. Uh, unlike Ben show sometimes. So, uh, you know, <laughs> oh! and... <laughs> catching flack. Ben Burgess. Here. Um, yes. All right. Well, I wanted to read this, uh, this beautiful poem by uh, Scarlet pleasure, uh, you know, and the, the, the poem goes, <laughs> what a life, what a night, what a beautiful, beautiful ride. Don't know where I'm in five, but I'm young and alive. Fuck what they're saying. What a life.